It's great to see so many people getting baptized. Isn't it great to see new life in the church? And it's wonderful. If I could hold up a, a, a spiritual litmus test this morning, have you heard of a thermometer that measures the temperature of a pool? Have you ever heard of a healthometer? I've, I've just made that up. So it's a healthometer. And it, I just had a real sense during the worship and all that was going on that there's a real healthiness about this church, a real wholeness and a healthiness. And there's a tremendous platform being built for incredible exponential growth. Isn't that good? Come on, there's some great things going to happen through God's people in this house. Now, I'd like to introduce my two daughters that are here. I've got three daughters, but I've got two, Lauren and Jaden, if you could stand up, girls. They're like, Dad, please don't do that to us. They're great to see them here. They're going to be selling a couple of my books at the back afterwards. I've got one book called Call to Be an Influencer. That's for anybody who wants to be influential in the kingdom of God. It's just to inspire you and to encourage you. It's only a fiver, but you can buy three for a tenner. You can tell them from Dundee, can't you? Three for a tenner. And I've also, I've also written another book called Aviation Pioneer. I discovered uh, three months ago, I read a 100-year-old diaries from my grandfather who was born in 1888. I know I don't look that old. So 1888, and, uh, and he was actually on the first flight from the United Kingdom to India. And uh, so I read his diaries, read some documents, and we wrote a wee book about it. So that's available for sale as well. Has anybody here ever been in the RAF? Just raise your hand. Any ex-RAF guys? None. Because they were going to get a free book. But uh, a Dun typical Dundee guy. Dundee guy planned it so nobody would put their hand up for a freebie at the end of the meeting. So anyway, they're, they're available. But it's phenomenal uh, to be here this morning in Dunfermline, Scotland. And uh, it's a great privilege to be here with your pastors, uh, Aaron and Lindsay. I've known Lindsay since I became a Christian in a church in Dundee in 1985. And Lindsay and her brother were part of that church at that time. So I've known Lindsay for a long, many decades. And I met Aaron a number of years later. Then subsequently, obviously, they've got married. And they're now leading this wonderful church. Isn't that awesome? Come on, it's great. So this morning, I want to share with you a word to encourage you and to inspire you as well. And the title of my sermon this morning is a star is born. I was going to stand up here and sing a Lady Gugu song from the movie, but unfortunately my throat was a bit dry this morning, so I'm going to refrain from singing. But the point of the sermon this morning is a star is born. And I've got three things I want to preach on this morning before I get to a star is born, or that will be the third thing. The first one is I'm going to preach on uh, our settings Next one is I'm going to speak on a sword. And the third thing is I'm going to speak on is a star. So that's the three things I'll focus on this morning. So I'm going to look at our settings, our personal human settings, how we've all got settings in our life, our default settings. And then I'm going to look at the sword of the Lord, how we can smash through some of these settings that might be a little bit faulty. Has anybody got any faulty settings here this morning? No, you don't need to put your hand up. I know most of you will put your hands up. And we're going to smash it with a word. Then I'm going to talk about the power of how a star is born. So I'm going to look at our, our, our default settings. Many of us 
have default settings. I'll give you an example. In my car, uh, which is fairly new car, when I turn the engine on, the fan automatically blasts out air at its fullest fullness. And I get blasted with cold air in the winter. And I don't, still, still don't know how to change the setting in the car. But there was something, there was a miracle that took place in my life a number of months ago where there was a setting in my car where the, 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 it was on Fahrenheit. And I love Fahrenheit. It's 76 degrees outside in Dundee. And last year, it almost hit 80 Fahrenheit. But my kids are going, what's a Fahrenheit, Dad? I'm saying, well, that's around about 20-something Celsius. So I had to change the setting in the car. And I didn't know how to change the setting. And I went through the manual. I did everything correctly, but I couldn't change the setting because I couldn't find it. So I went on a geek site, and somebody, you know these Hyundai cars, sites where people talk about things and blog about things, and they, they talk about the engines, and they go into all the details. And uh, so I had to kind of join and become a member and jump in the site. And eventually, you did this thing where you pressed two buttons, pressed another button, and clicked someone else at the same time. And it went from Fahrenheit to centigrade. So it was like a breakthrough moment in my life that I was able to go from Fahrenheit to centigrade in my car because the default settings were on Fahrenheit, but we functioned in Celsius. Come on, am I going someplace here this morning? There was a default setting inside the car that, that wasn't functional with where we were at today and, and the settings of a new generation sitting in the car with me. So I had to change my settings. Something went on and, and, and something had to take place and I had to do some investigation to find out I was able to change the settings so that something could be changed. And, and, and often it's like within ourselves something needs to change. There's some settings that need to be changed here this morning. The second set of settings I want to look at is, is the morning settings. Is anybody a grumpy old, I mean, does anybody wake up in the morning and you, you're, you're not quite with it and, and your morning settings are, are, are not good? I've got a confession for you. I've, I've struggled with my morning settings over the years. I've been a Christian for 30 plus years and at times I've battled with being negative and, and, and a depressal one of these negative people you know, hate to be around. Sometimes I'd be like, oh man, I'm just so depressed. And I've woke up in the morning, my, my, my morning settings have not been good. And I've had to, to battle to change these morning settings from, from grumpy old man into somebody who's declared in the Word of God. And the only way I find to overcome these settings is to confess God's Word, pray in the Spirit, and see a breakthrough within me before I start the day. So sometimes many of us have bad morning settings. We just, we just don't wake up right. So we've got to adjust ourselves before we start the day. Some of us have, uh, I want to talk about the weather settings. Does anybody have, is anybody here from Scotland? Just raise your hand. Is anybody here not from Scotland? Just raise your hand. Now the guys who are maybe from overseas, when you when you come to Scotland, you notice this narrative when people talk about the weather, and it can sometimes be a bit negative. Oh, it's Guy Drake outside, big man. You ever heard that? Or, or it's like, oh, what a beautiful sunny day. It's 75 Fahrenheit. I mean, 24 Celsius. And somebody goes, ah, it's sunny today, but it's going to be raining tomorrow. <laughs> can anybody, has anybody ever heard that through a Scotsman, a Scotswoman? 
It's like, oh my gosh, it's like our default settings. Have you ever had a conversation? Now, when I was going through a neggy phase, I remember saying, so, uh, people would say to me, oh, it's Guy Dreek outside. I said, well, thank God for the rain because the land is getting watered. And, you know, I kept saying these things. The folk were looking at me like, like there's some in the matter with me. But the reason I did it, I wasn't doing it for them. I was doing it for me. Do you know why? Because I was changing my default settings. I was recognizing that my narrative was negative. So I had to change my verbal narrative to change the mind narrative and the heart narrative that was going on on the inside. I want to challenge you here today. Do you have a kingdom mindset or do you have a negative mindset? Are you thinking about what God's going to do and is doing or are you thinking about what's not happening? Where's your mindset at? How is your mindset? What's your default settings? Do you have kingdom settings or do you have your settings? Do you have your granny settings or your great-grandfather settings where things said in the family and they've gone down the line and things have been negative and all you do is talk that way and think that way and behave that way where God wants us to have kingdom settings that we think like kings and priests, kings and priests. I love the name Aaron Dowds because Aaron is a priest and the word Dowds comes from the word David, so it's like priest and king. Woo, come on. So it's like a priestly and a kingly anointing on this house. Isn't that exciting? So it's like a priestly anointing and a kingly anointing on the man who's leading this church. Come on, a double portion. There's something about our settings where we need to change some things where our default settings are negative. I like to think of myself as, as a positive person, but times a battle my own settings. And to get these settings set so I'm speaking and confessing the Word of God has been a tremendous battle. So a lot of battled things out there, a lot of battled things within other people's minds, the biggest battle has always been within me. Somebody once said to me recently, what's, 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 what's going to take for your church in Dundee to grow? And I said, uh, probably me, uh, because everything rises and falls on leadership. So when I change, other things will change as well. So I'm asking God, give me a kingdom mindset where I speak the words of kingdom, I speak the words of life, I speak words of faith, people get saved, and things happen. Wonderful to see baptisms today, but wouldn't it be great to see baptisms once a month or once a week? Wouldn't it be incredible? And I'll tell you, that is possible within the kingdom of God. More regular baptisms, more people added to the kingdom of God. And let's believe it will happen in this place as well as Dundee. So let's look at the next thing, which is we've gone from our settings. Let's look at the, the sword. The sword. So when we, we talk about the sword, we're talking about the Word of God. And there's always a tension. I was born again as a Christian into what you call the charismaniac. I mean, the charismatic movement. You know, the whole thing of being filled with the Spirit and up with the you know, Holy Spirit this and Holy Spirit that. And you've also got other guys that are all out the Word. They don't believe in the things of the Spirit. 
but I love the tension of being caught between what the Word says and what the Spirit's doing and how they both align and something powerful happens. So I'm a Word and Spirit guy. I believe in the Word of God, but I also believe in the power of the Holy Spirit moving in people's lives where people get revelation of the things of the kingdom and able to prophesy and speak things out and see things come to being in His name. So I love that tension. I don't know about you, but is, is there any married people here this morning? There's quite a lot of married people. You know, one of, one of the blissful things about being married is that eternal tension. Oh, yeah. That eternal tension. There's what you call unhealthy tension, but there's healthy tension as well. Do you know that insurance companies insure against, not bad marriages, but they insure against, they insure against tension? in the earth's crust. In places where there's earthquakes every so often, insurance companies put, put what they call sanctuary insurance policies in place. So they raise premiums and lower them, but there's a consistent premium and there's enough money saved that so when there's a catastrophe, there's enough money to handle that earthquake. But the reason that they do that is because of the wealth that comes out of the earth. There's more gold, there's more diamonds, there's more minerals. There's things that come out the earth where they're near a crust or a volcano or an earthquake or, or something on the earth's surface where there's a tension. And often we, we can't handle tensions, but tensions are healthy. If you don't have a tension in your life, you know, it might not be a healthy thing because often tension is a healthy thing. There's tensions in marriages, healthy tensions, you know, where you're trying to find the will of God or the will for your children. There's healthy tensions. There's healthy tension in churches where leadership teams are like, we're going this way. And there's a healthy tension as we steer things forward. There's, there's healthy tensions even within ourselves. So we, 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 want, to we want to see how the, the, the Word of God and the Spirit of God will move in power in our midst. So when we look at the sword this morning, I'm talking about the sword being revealed to bring down strongholds, to bring down negative thinking where we don't think according to the will of God. In 1 Corinthians 10, it says this, for the weapons of our warfare, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. I love that word. When I was first a Christian, that was one of my meditational, I don't mean Zen meditational, I'm talking about meditating on the Word of God. I used to, I used to meditate on that. Do you believe that? I, used to, I didn't have, a, I didn't have a, magnet, a magnet to put it on my fridge, but I used to confess that word, and I used to meditate on it on a bus. I wasn't meditating on drugs. I was meditating on it on the bus. And when I was on a bus, or I was walking because I was battling things in my mind, and I confessed that God's word is powerful for bringing down strongholds and every negative thing that forms itself against God because there was arguments within me against him that was going on in the inside of me, and arguments from other people who I was speaking to. So I was learning that the power of God's word could bring things down. And it, it's one of the main things I've learned regarding strongholds is that as we, as we see the secret weapon 
of God's Word, as we see the power of the Word, as we see the power of the sword, we can see things brought down in Jesus' name. We can see these negative things, these negative mindsets brought down for the glory of God. And I remember I used to confess it week after week after week because I was struggling up here. And as I began to confess it, things began to peel off. Negative thinking, negative emotions, depression began to peel off because I began to confess the Word of God that was powerful and effective for bringing down every stronghold in Jesus' name. In Romans 12, it says... uh, It talks about the renewal of the mind. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and and, and perfect. And and I love in these verses because it it calls us to be transformed. He's asking us to to change, and, and the word transformation is the same word used in the transfiguration where Jesus was glorified before Peter, James, and John. That whole thing of being transformed is there's something supernatural that takes place in the transformation of a, of, of a believer's mind as, as we equip ourselves with the Word, as, as we take the Word in and we take the Word on, something changes within us. And we're not, long, we're not any longer conformed to this world, but the Word has power within us to change things. I believe here this morning there's people who are going to change some mindsets and say, do you know what, I'm going to confess God's Word over me. I'm going to confess it over my family. I'm going to lay my hand on my unsaved, unsaved wife or husband's pillow, not when they're there, but just before they go to sleep. I'm going to pray over them. I'm going to confess God's Word, and I'm, I, I'm going to believe that things will happen. Fiona's, my, my, my wife's uncle, um, got baptized a couple of years ago, and uh, people witnessed him for nearly 40 years, and he went, no, 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 and eventually went, I'll think about it. Then within a year, he got dunked. He got baptized. So never give up on the Word of God. Never give up on the promises that God has given you. Never give up on the things that He says to us regarding His Word and its power as well. The third thing I want to look at this morning is a star is born. Because in, in the, the book of Job, there's something powerful about the book of Job where there's so many shadows and types where what happens in Job is exactly what's about to happen with Jesus. Uh, when, 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 his, when he needed friends the most, they failed him. It was the same for, for Jesus. And uh, God accepted Job. He raised them up. And, and God accepted Christ, sacrificed, and he raised them up. And, and I could read 30-plus things about the book of Job where, where something happens that reflects what happens in the life of Jesus. So there's something incredible that happens here. But I want to read to you from the book of Job in in chapter 9. And it says here, He moves mountains without their knowing it and overturns them in his anger. He shakes the earth from its place and makes its pillows tremble. He speaks to the sun and it does not shine. He seals off the light of the stars. 
He alone stretches out the heavens and treads of the waves of the sea. He is the maker of the bear and Orion, the Pelelis and the constellations of the south. He performs wonders that cannot be fathomed, miracles that cannot be counted. And that's powerful from the book of Job's. It it says, it's talking here about the stars and and the heavens. And in in Genesis chapter 114, and it said, And God said, Let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the sky from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. There's something about how God speaks through the stars. Abraham, when he, when he looked up, when God spoke to Abraham, he said, look up the stars and that will be the number of your descendants. And the, there's something about where Abraham didn't have an iPad and Netflix and all these things. There was, there was no distractions. So at night, he looked up and there's something where he absorbed. He didn't just observe, but he absorbed what he saw and it changed him. And there's something powerful about Abraham seeing these stars, but we, we, we need to grasp things but, but by faith. There was, one, there was one night I was in my house with a, with, with a man from our church, and he popped around to see me, and I said, oh, good to see you. Uh, ha, ha, have a seat and have a cup of tea, and my curtains were open in our house, and, and we looked outside, and we, we saw this star, and it was twinkling, but it was going all the colors of the rainbow within about a second or less. And we were like, what the heck is that? Is that, is there aliens visiting? You know, it, it wasn't quite that bad, but like, wow, what's going on? And we're kind of mystified. So rather than looking through my double glazing, we, we went outside and we said, what, what, what's going on? What is that? And I said, look, half a mile from here, from a house, there's an observatory. It's one of the most powerful telescopes in the world. Well, it was 120 years ago. It's not anymore, but it still works. Let, let's go up. So we Googled it, and it was open. So, so we decided to go up, and, and, and we went up to the observatory, and it, and it was incredible because the guy there was, uh, I'd seen him years ago, and he was like a theistic evolutionist. That means he, he did believe in evolution and believed in Jesus all at the same time and all this kind of stuff. And the reason he came to believe is they did this computer thing where they wound the, the solar system and the stars back to 2,000 years ago, and those two planets that, that cross every 10,000 years, according to him. And when the planets crossed, it formed a star for a number of days and nights. And he said it was exactly the timing of Jesus being born. And when, when he discovered this, he, he became, went from being an atheist to being a believer in Jesus. So something changed him. So I thought, we'll, we'll go up and see this guy, and he might be there, and he was there. So uh, he was there, and we spoke about, about what we saw, and, and he said, look, we're going to look into that star, and we'll see some things. But the reason it's like that is because of the Earth's atmosphere is coloring it. Then we said, what about this thing that we're seeing over here? And he said, you want to see something really cool? I said, yeah, because it was one of the brightest nights of the year. So... We, we, we went up, and, and, and we could see, this is what we could see with our naked eye. And this here is Orion. And that's, I don't know if that's his eyeball, I don't know what's going on, but that's his belt. And, and, and there's a sword down, down here. And, and, and what we did was, he said, you want to look through a telescope? I said, sure. 
So he set this thing up that could see so many multiple times. And, and, and we looked through the telescope, and this is what we saw. Isn't that awesome? So that was between the sword. Between the sword, behind the sword, a star was being born as we watched. And it's, cause, it's called the Orion Nebula. You can look it up on Google. I'm not telling you fibs. And you can go to any observatory, and you'll still see it this day. But you see this thing being born. You see Abraham, when he looked up, Abraham could only see the stars with a naked eye. But today, we can see stars through a lens and see what's behind these stars. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus, when he, he saw, not just with the lens of what Abraham saw, with the descendants, all these multitudes of people being born, but he saw with a lens of faith that went beyond the sword. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to know that the sword has power, the word has power, but God gives us a lens of revelation to see things that other people can't see, to see things being born that are, are, are about to be born. He gives us that tension where we know the word, but we also know what the Spirit of God is birthing on the face of the earth in these days in which we live. Something is happening, not just through the sword, but behind the sword. Something is happening that we can see in the Holy Spirit where God is birthing things for his glory. Jesus, when he saw the apostle Peter, Jesus said to him, he said, your name is Simon, but from now on I will call you Peter, which means rock. Because Jesus saw beyond the sword, Jesus saw beyond the natural, and he began to speak in that which was supernatural. He saw the potential. And this is a place, this is a time and a place, and this is a church where the supernatural will be birthed and born. This is a place where it's, it's not just people seeing the sword, not just knowing the word, but they'll see supernatural revelation. They'll see people being born again, and they'll see people in the community that can come in and know Jesus supernaturally. This is a house of the supernatural. This is a house of the sword, but it's also a house of the supernatural. Amen? Amen. Come on. <clears throat> so as we, as we look to him, as, as we're people who read the word, but we're also people who observe through the lens of faith, what's the Holy Spirit saying in these days? What's the Spirit of God saying to this house? What does the Spirit of God want to do through you? Are you limiting yourself to only see with your natural eye, or can you see with a lens of faith? Some of you here this morning, you're, you're tired. You've got decades-old tiredness from faith from years ago where things may or may not happen, but the Spirit of God wants to rebirth. He wants to reopen. He wants to redig wells, but He also wants to allow the supernatural eye to see the things that God is doing in this time. Can you see as Jesus sees? See, Abraham looked up to the stars and he saw the multitudes. Jesus looked down from the heavens and he saw the multitudes. Ladies and gentlemen, we can see this morning, we can see with the eye of, of, of our natural human eye. We can see so far. We can see things. We have in, uh, uh, intuition. We have wisdom. We have experience. We have all these things. But there's a revelation that comes from the Holy Spirit where we can see beyond the natural. God is raising up in this house people 
that see beyond the beyond. People that see beyond just what you see with the natural eye. And you'll see in the spirit and you'll see things that God is about to birth in this nation. Many of us here believe that we live in the end times or the, the last days. As, as Peter stood up at Pentecost, he said, these are the last days. We've been in the last days for the last couple of thousand years. But we're kind of, it's obvious the signs of the times in, in, in which we live. But it's going to take great courage and it's going to take the supernatural to be able to bring in a harvest of people that are going to come to know Jesus in these days. And I believe there's people here this morning who are saying, me, I want this. I want to catch this. I want to do this. I want to be used to the Spirit. I want to use the sword with great wisdom, but I also want to see in the Spirit as well. The people that will, will, will take this land of Scotland in these days, a number of years ago, the Spirit of God spoke to me, and he, and, and, and he really stirred me up about how people who had been drug dealers and gang leaders were going to be like the Wesleys and some of the great preachers in this land. And, the, and there wouldn't be just hundreds, there'd be thousands of them. And, and, and now we're, we're seeing in our church, we've seen over 200 people go to drug rehab, and many of them are now like leaders in different parts of Scotland. We're, we're not taking any credit for that. We just help them get on a bus to rehab. But here's the thing is that God is raising people up for his glory. God is raising up people where, this, the, you know, with a natural eye, you, you only see so much potential, but in the spirit, you see what God is going to do. And there's people here this morning that can see with the eye of the spirit. You, you can read through the word, but you also see with the eye of the Holy Spirit as well. And as you see in the spirit, some will intercede and pray these things in. And our church in Dundee, we, we pray every morning between 8 and 9, and there's a group of us that gather, and I want to tell you, prayer works. I'll tell you why, because we've been in situations where we've prayed over our city, over the boundary of our city, and we've prayed that, that drugs won't get into the city, and within a week in the newspapers, there's a car that's been in an accident. It's overturned on the boundary of the city of Dundee, and it was full of drugs, and the police came and arrested the guys that had the van that tipped over, and nobody was injured. Come on! God answers prayer. <laughs> so when you pray with the eye of faith, when you, when you pray and you see things in the Spirit, when you pray under the unction and the function of the Holy Spirit, something happens and something takes place that changes somebody's circumstances somewhere. When I was first saved, I remember reading a book by a guy called, um, it was called Hell's Angel. It was Brian Sunday. And one of the things that happened with him was that he got saved in prison on a certain time and a certain date. And at the same time, he met someone a number of years later who felt God speak to them and say, pull over here. They pulled over in a lay-by and they began to pray and they began to intercede. And as they prayed and intercede for an hour or two, they, they, they felt the, the burden lift off them, but they felt they were praying for someone in that prison to come to know Jesus, and they diarized it. And this person met this guy Brian years later, and the guy Brian was all emotional and cried, and he thanked this person so much. But you see the divine connection. See, when you see with the eye of the Spirit, you pray according to the Spirit. When, when, when you pray according to the prophetic, 
things take place supernaturally that we can't plan in our own mind, but as the Spirit of God reveals things, things will happen for His glory. Come on, is there any supernatural hungry people here this morning? <coughs> can, I just, can I just invite you all to stand? Is that okay? Then I'm, I'm going to pray. I just know there might be people here this morning who, most of us here, my guess, and I think I'm accurate, know Christ as the living Savior, Jesus as Lord. But there might be some of you here this morning that don't know Him. And if you do want to know Him, you can come to know Him. And the Bible says that salvation is as close as our hearts and our minds. And if we confess with our mouths and believe in our hearts that that Jesus is the Christ. It says that we will be saved. So salvation is here. It's here for everyone who wants that salvation here this morning. So I urge you just to respond to him. So I'm going to pray this prayer. I want to invite every single person in this room just to pray this prayer with me. Just pray this out loud. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you that you love me. And you demonstrated that love by sending Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for taking my sin and taking my place on that cross. Thank you, Jesus, that you're raised from the dead. And as we get baptized, we are raised with you. Jesus, I believe in you. Help me. Amen. Amen. As you've prayed that prayer, Something's happened to you here this morning, and there's an endowment of power from on high. There's a sealing with the Holy Spirit forever in eternity. Isn't that awesome? We're sealed forever in eternity. I just want to invite you, if you prayed that prayer for the first time here this morning, can you just, just do this? Just raise your hand. Bless you. Anybody else? Bless you. Anybody else? Just lift your hand. And as they receive the Messiah, the Jewish Messiah, there's something happening in your life, in your heart right now. And God's just going to overwhelm you with the, the Holy Spirit. Can, can, can I come down here with a microphone? Can, can I just pray for you too? Is that okay? What's your name? Margaret. Father, I thank you for Margaret. I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would touch her right now. Just fill her with your Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for your hand upon our life. Thanks to divine appointment, divine connection. This is here this morning, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Are you with or are you? Did you just raise your hand? Okay, Father, what's your name? Laura. Laura, Father, I thank you for Laura. I thank you for being here this morning. This is divine connection, divine appointment, divinely aligned and divinely assigned. And I pray that you'd bless her, fill her up with your Holy Spirit. Just touch her, Lord, this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Who, who, who got um, baptized here this morning? Who, did you get baptized? And Anybody else get baptized? Just come to the front. I'm just going to pray with you. Is that okay? Thank you, Lord. So we'll do this orderly. We can do a huddle or we'll do a line. Let's just do a huddle. This is cool. Let's do a holy huddle. What's your name? Jay. Jay. Father, I thank you for Jay. I thank you for his life. I thank you for your hand upon him. And I thank you for all that you're going to do in him and through him. 
And I pray that he'd be a man of the, the sword and the spirit, that he would, he would see how you see, oh God. And I pray that there'd be supernatural growth in his life right now. And I pray from this day forward, his day of baptism, that I know there's just been incredible growth just in the last wee while, but God, I just pray for increased growth and uh, keep them connected with uh, the pastors and the leaders here. Help them to walk in humility but tremendous boldness as well. And I pray that he'd, he'd be a soul winner. He'd bring many people to know you uh, in this land and in this nation. Uh, yeah, thank you, God. Just see many seeds uh, within you. I know within every man there's human seed, but in the spiritual, there's spiritual seed. And uh, these things will become alive in him as you remain in him and remain connected uh, with the right people this place in Jesus name and what's your name Jessica father I thank you for Jessica I thank you that she's one three not three one so on this day I pray that you bless her I think there's there's like a, a creativity within her her inner genius I pray that you would stir her up to see things I know already she sees things in the spirit she discerns things and I, I just pray that you would grow that Oh God, I pray that you'd give her a new increased ability to communicate verbally in new ways and to say things to people at the right time uh, prophetically. And I thank you for her writings in advance, oh God, that she will write things and say things and do things. And I just thank you for that creative gifting upon her in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And what's your name? Gemma. Thank you for Gemma. Father, I thank you for the Spirit of God that you've called her, and I thank you that there's a tremendous friendliness upon her, and I thank you for her inner genius, oh God. I thank you that she will be able to articulate things others struggle to articulate in, in, in the, by the power of the Spirit, that she'll see things, she'll see visions, and she'll see dreams, and she'll be able to intercede for people and uh, connect people as she prays for them, she, she'll just pray and intercede and she'll just say, God, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm going to be faithful and loyal to what you're telling me to do. Thank you, God. Thank you for the book of Joel where it talks about your spirit being poured out upon all flesh and you're doing that to her, that she will see and she will say. So that's the two things, you will see and you will say. You will see and you'll say things in prayer, but you'll say things to other that will be like keys to unlock people. Jesus name thank you Lord what's your name sir Derek father thank you for Derek I just pray for him this morning thank you for his baptism and thank you for all that you're doing in his life thank you God thank you Lord that your word says that where the devil has stolen from us you you give back to us seven times and I just pray for a restoration upon his life where he's where he's been robbed of that he'd be enriched by you. And I pray that others would give to him, and I pray that where he's come from, that there'd be kind words even brought to him. And I pray that he would win many to you, oh God. And uh, he might not necessarily do it by persuasion, but he'll do it by the prophetic and by the power of your word. Thank you, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. I see, I, 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 externally I can see that maybe 
you've been a tough guy in your days but what I sense in the spirit is I see you writing cards and they're written with hand they're handwritten with calligraphy and it's the most beautiful writing but it's like God's writing through you and you're writing to people and you're communicating God's love language to people so there's like there's giftings within you where externally you've had a shield around you that is you but as you're coming to know him it's like the seeds within you and it's like the creative genius that is within you is going to be unleashed in ways that you've never known before so don't be surprised by what he does there are going to be surprises but don't be surprised because as he does these things it's the spirit of god bringing up that seed that creativity that genius that god has placed in you in jesus name amen let's give the baptiste a round of applause Let me just humbly pray for you as a church. Father, I thank you for, I thank you for Aaron and Lindsay. I thank you for all the leadership team that are here this morning and, and with them. I thank you for all those that you're raising up in this house. I thank you, O oh God, for the, the techies. I thank you, God, that the, you know, the sword can sometimes represent, Father, I know it does. It, it represents thinking in a certain way line upon line but sometimes people can see beyond the sword which is which is um inventions and uh creativity so we just pray that upon this house that there be new creative ministries come forth oh god oh god thank you for that spirit of god i just pray that you touch every single person here this morning i thank you for everyone that you love us all you love every one of us, and I just pray, oh God, that you would move in power upon people's lives. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Some of you are going to start speaking a, a new language. I don't mean you're going to speak Mandarin or uh, Cantonese. If you do speak that language, bless you. But it means that you're going to, you, you're going to start using a language of, of, of what you're moving into not just where you've been but you're going to speak that language of this is where i'm going and you're going to use a narrative that people are going to go what are you talking about and you're going to have to explain what you're meaning but even if you're misunderstood keep going because that new language is a faith language to speak out what god is doing within you so be released and be blessed in jesus name amen